Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. Hope for Today is the podcast where we discover a sure hope. Hope is found in God, in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, and in the scriptures. Romans 15.4 says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. How do we have hope? We study the scriptures. Why does that give us hope? Because we believe the proof. 1 Peter 1 and verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The living hope that we have is a result of faith and the reality of the resurrection of Christ from the dead. In resurrecting from the dead, Christ proved his person and that his word could be believed. If God promises we might have patience and comfort of hope through the scriptures, then we need to learn exactly what the scriptures say and mean. True hope begins with entrusting your life and eternal destiny to Christ, believing his death on the cross forever purchased your salvation. We must build upon that foundation of hope through learning the scriptures. Welcome to this episode. We're going to continue the topic of imitation. Have you ever seen a bad imitation? Now, we wouldn't imitate something unless it was unless the original was was good, unless it was something that someone wanted. And so when we're looking at our uh, passage that we're going through, Ephesians 5, verse 1 says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children. That word followers means imitators of God. God is the original. He is the creator. Uh, he is the one that we need to follow. He's the one that we need to imitate. But there are people, there are Christians there are false teachers and false professors who say that they're following God, but they're really bad imitations. So God gives us a way here to show us whether or not we are following God, whether or not we are a, a true imitator of God, right? Whether we are being godly, whether we are being uh Christians or little Christs. It's really interesting. I mean, I really I've enjoyed this. Um, I've enjoyed this study, and it's amazing how timely and relevant this topic and this passage is. How many times have you heard this statement? I don't think God would. And they and God is being accused, or Christians are being accused, or behaviors are being excused, and sometimes it's very confusing. Okay, so what exactly should we be doing if we're following God? If I'm following God, if I'm being a Christian, what should my behavior look like? So it says in verse 3, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you 
as becometh saints. Now I'm going to start with that last part. Let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. There, it's He's saying here, the Apostle Paul, by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, writing to the church at Ephesus, is saying, it is not fitting that the saints, or translated as holy ones, okay, the sanctified ones, this is anyone who has ever trusted Christ. These are not the highest ranking Christians in the church uh, or in Christendom. This is you. If you're listening to this and you're a born-again Christian, God calls you a saint. You are a sanctified one. And he's telling us what kind of behavior sanctified ones should have. And it says that it is not, it, uh, the kind of behaviors listed beforehand, which we'll define in just a moment, it should not be associated with us at the church. It should not be associated with those who follow God This type of behavior should not be once named among us, or it should not be something that is associated with us, right? Notice the contrast between the love of God and the lifestyle. So it says here, walk in love in verse two, as Christ also hath loved us. So it's saying you need to have this this lifestyle of love. And then it says verse three, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness let it not be once named among us. So fornicators means those living for sensuality, unmarried sex. And it's interesting because it says, follow God, be an imitator of God, but don't live that kind of a lifestyle, right? And the world does not say that. The world says God is love. And so you can do whatever you want because love is acceptance. And that's not what the Bible teaches, Biblical love, God, loving God, and us imitating the love of God results in purity, results in holiness of living. It doesn't, it, it, it's, not a, it, it's not where we follow sensuality. The Bible says in Hebrews 13 and verse 4, marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. And it's very interesting because the very next verse in Hebrews 13, 5 says, let your conversation or let your lifestyle be without covetousness and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. In Hebrews, fornication and covetousness are linked right next to each other. And God is warning us. And in this passage, the same thing is true. It says in verse 3, but fornication and all uncleanness uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you. And really, fornication is where you elevate the desires of your flesh and that's what you follow. Covetousness is you elevate the desires for more and that's what you follow. It says in... uh, it says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Idolatry is always typified by those who are covetous. Covetousness is idolatry. You're exalting those things to God's position. You're willing to sacrifice all for that. 
You're willing to follow all for that. You're willing to craft your life because you want to obtain that. And someone who is following their fleshly lust for and their sexual appetite is essentially willing to do the same thing. They're willing to craft their entire life around fulfilling that desire, getting more of that, seeing more of that, getting into, getting into situations where more, 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 and you're just feeding this huge, uh, all-encompassing fire of more, right, in these different areas. God says, look, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to imitate me, that that is not how we are to be. For me to follow God, my life is not typified by more. My life is not typified by selfish, fleshly lusts, but my life is typified by contentment. My life is typified by loving somebody else, meaning I care more about that other person. I don't want to do that to them. I don't want to drag my family into that. It's not about me. It's about others, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Where's the selfishness in that? God gave his son so that we could be saved. If God was selfish and he didn't care, we wouldn't have the Bible. We wouldn't, we wouldn't know about Jesus. Jesus would have never been sent. We would have died ignorant of our condition in our sin. And yet God says, if you're going to be followers of me, this is what following looks like. Following is not following, is, is not, is not uh, exalting your, the desires of your flesh and following that. It's not typified by uncleanness, right? The Bible says. Um, and so it's important for us to realize a Christian can have things, but a covetous person is owned by his things. These things define him. His future is decided because he must plot and plan to get these things that he wants and to get more of them and to have the things that other people have. A Christian who pleases God, they can have things, but he doesn't have to have them. The Bible says in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, Paul says this, not that I speak in respect of want or in respect of need. I'm not speaking it because I need He says, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Often covetousness is the motivation for the inventor's of new and false religion. Second Peter 2 and verse 3, and through covetousness they shall with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. Guys, let's just think about today. If I'm following God, am I following him? Am I imitating him in his holiness? Am I imitating God in my true dedication of God's holiness and love and selflessness to others? Or is, am I, am am I a really bad imitation of God? And by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the apostle Paul is writing to the Ephesians, 
a church in a city that desperately needed an accurate follower and imitator of God. The Bible says that we should be lights. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Guys, let's go out there this week and plan on being, by God's grace, accurate imitators of God. Now, if there's something that you heard today, you have a question, or perhaps you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, it only takes a moment for you to admit uh, that you're a sinner and that you are in need of the forgiveness of God. Now, Christ died once on the cross, so we have to come to God once wholly giving our heart to him in faith and trust that what he did on the cross and the proof of his resurrection is sufficient to to cleanse us once and forever of our sins. And you come to him in humble sincerity and tell him, would you please save me? I believe that what you did for me is enough to save me and take me to heaven when I die. And if you do that, please reach out to us and email uh, SparrowBaptistToronto at gmail.com. We'd love to rejoice with you. If you have any questions about anything that you've heard, we'd also um, be interested in helping you with those questions. Guys, thanks so much for listening. Have a wonderful week.